Hey there, this is Real Talk Baseball. I'm Carlos Baseball. With me as always is Will Power, and we're doing the fantasy baseball today. We're going to go over the sell high, uh, two-star pitchers, and what's the other one, Will? I, I, I lost the text right here. <laughs> um, waiver wire. Waiver wire. Waiver wire, sorry, waiver sorry. wire ads. Waiver what, wire ads. what a way to start the show, man. Someone texted me, and they left the freaking uh, text, but... We're we're on here. We're live. That's what, that's how you know we're we're raw and 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 uh ready to go. But uh before we start, man, how's it going? Well, everything good? Yeah, man, can't complain. I uh, I actually start my little staycation today, so I'll be home for the next week and a half or so. I'll be able to watch those those late games that I usually can't watch. You know, living on the <laughs> East Coast, it kind of sucks. Like uh, a lot of the West Coast teams, I can't watch their games because they come on at seven o'clock in the West Coast. And for me, that's 10 o'clock. And when I have to wake up at three o'clock in the morning to be at work at four, you know, it doesn't really work out that way. So yeah. I'm glad to be, to be home for the next, you know, week and a half, get to spend a little time with my kids and uh, watch a little bit more baseball. Yeah, that's that's the that's a golden ticket watching baseball all the time. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the sell highs, man. I know I've seen uh, a lot of little post-its. Yeah, we've been sharing and stuff like that. And our fantasy league has been taking off. Uh, we've been talking about the keepers, but before we get to that, I do want, if you're on the show, go ahead and hit that like button and hit that subscribe. That will help us out a lot. Our YouTube is growing, which is something amazing. Thank you guys. Uh, without you, this won't continue to grow, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's get into it. Will. I know you have a, a lot of interesting facts to sell high and this is before the trade deadline. So, um, I know some of you fantasy leagues out there, I guess the trade line could be this week or next week or probably in two weeks from now, but uh, we're trying to get you ready and set. Uh, and Will has a great list on, on here for you guys. Yeah, so the first guy I want to talk about today actually just hit a home run um, earlier today, about a half hour ago, and that's Ellie De La Cruz. Ellie De La Cruz it was you know this phenom that came up into the league uh, playing for the Cincinnati Reds, playing third base and shortstop for the Cincinnati Reds. And he was like right place, right time, you know, for the first three or four weeks of the, of the, uh, of his call up, you know, he was batting over 300, um, hitting the ball crazy hard, just smashing every, every pitcher, um, a lot of speed, a lot of, a lot of speed on the base, pa base paths, uh, stolen bases galore. Um, he does hit a lot of line drives and a lot of balls on the ground, which is why his home runs haven't really been as many. If his launch angle can get up a little bit, I feel like that'll be like, you know, a, a huge boost for a guy like Elie De La Cruz that hits the ball on average about 92 miles an hour. Um, but, you know, he's a rookie. He's 21 years old. And I feel like the hype about this name is just it, it's so high. You might have missed the opportunity to sell high on this guy just because. You know, it, it, in the beginning, it was a lot easier when he was batting 300. But now that he's closer to like 250 for the past couple of weeks, um, you know, he's still hitting the ball exceptionally hard. So hopefully that'll kind of like sway people to want to to get a guy like this. But I feel like you can really trade him for a, a really good starting pitcher. Um, there's there's a lot of starting pitchers out there that a lot of people have on their rosters. But then when you hear the name Ellie De La Cruz, like personally, I traded Ellie De La Cruz in my points league for Zach Gallon. And I definitely needed an upgrade in pitching because I lost some pitchers. I had Max Freed out for a little while, who just came back today, by the way, and pitched an absolute gym. Um, you know, Brandon Woodruff's been out. Actually, Woodruff for Ellie De La Cruz, that actually might be like a pretty enticing trade for the guy that owns Woodruff. Woodruff's supposed to be returning from the IL this Sunday. Uh, making his long-awaited return and you know getting la de la cruz in return for a brandon woodruff type i feel like both sides might be winning you know depending it, it really depends on what la de la cruz's stat line is going to be for the rest of the season but we already know who brandon woodruff is as long as he's healthy he's an ace he pitches like an yeah. ace. so and plus that, not only that they're they're fighting for a playoff spot so uh i feel like that's a really good trade i i i agree with you on that one I kind of feel like if you do decide to trade for Ellie de la Cruz, um, giving up someone that's been in the aisle, you kind of kind of look at his injury as well. Like, uh, I I would accept that one like right away, dude. To be honest, because uh, you don't know what you're gonna get from Woodrow. I know Ellie de la Cruz, and you've said it in other shows years ago too. Like you, you the young bucks. It's kind of hard 
to tell like wait what is this guy gonna give me what is he is he gonna is he gonna be able to uh, sustain all this all year you know like and that's one of the things that you've been preaching since we started this fantasy thing right so uh the the 21 year old doesn't have man strength yet once he reaches that, that that's what you like right Man yeah. yeah, man. The, the, the 26 <laughs> is like 26 years old is the beginning of that, but you really start yeah. seeing it around like 27, 28 years old when the the um you know the hormones are are like at its peak, right? That that's like peak like alpha male territory right there, where dudes yeah. are just be smashing. Like we saw it from Trevor Story, we saw it from Nolan Arenado. It's like Right when they hit 27 years old, it's just 30 home runs, easy. 35 home runs, easy. You know, that yeah, that gotcha. is prime time for all these players. And and Elie de, de la Cruz, you know, he was he was batting 325 before the All-Star break. You know, it looked amazing. But he has cooled off a bit since then. So, you know, maybe if he can get another little hot streak before uh, before your trade deadline, then he's, he's a decent option that you could – let go as long as you have another third baseman to kind of take that spot or shortstop wherever you're using him at. You know what's funny? Like a lot, I say this a lot, and and probably a lot of people here on this show probably even like, oh, you're just a Dodger fan. That's why you're saying it. But I feel like everybody plays harder when they play against the Dodgers. Look how good he looked against the Dodgers when he was out here in Dodger Stadium. Yeah, so look at he hit a home run today. You know, like that carries on and it's it's showing on the baseball team that they're playing a lot better. So, like, right now it's a good time even to get an editor cruise if you really need them. So uh, do that swap. Uh, Will has an interesting uh, trade on that one, uh, and I, I, I agree with that one. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't fight you on it. I'll, I'll accept it right away. But I don't have none of these two players, so uh, it sucks for me. <laughs> I actually did keep him in my categories uh, dynasty league. So – um, if you play in a categories league, you can you might be able to like just you know rely on the upside of an LA de la Cruz, you know, decent pop and um and some speed, you know, stolen bases. They're not very hard to come by anymore, you know, because because of the size of the bases and the um the rule about the pitchers can't throw over to to pick off uh, more than twice per an at bat. Um, so stolen bases has increased a lot this season, but yeah. You know, a guy like Ellie De La Cruz, you're, you're not just looking for stolen bases when it's speed. You're looking for doubles and triples. And that yep. this guy is definitely going to be a, a future leader in both doubles and triples, I think. Gotcha. Especially playing in Great American Ballpark. The ball just flies. Gotcha. Move on to the next one, man. Who, who else do you got that you can sell um, high? So another one that you could potentially sell high on um, – Honestly, the way that he's playing right now, I would actually think I would prefer to hold is Christian Yelich. And I, I was offered a trade, Christian Yelich, for um, I think it was Hunter Brown from the Astros, starting pitcher for the mm -hmm. Astros. And looking back on it now, I declined the trade because, you know, I, I really didn't think that Christian Yelich was going to be able to sustain it for this long. But um, he's doing it, man. He's he's. I can't believe like the type of season that we're actually seeing from Christian Yelich this season when he hasn't been the MVP style, you know, caliber player for, you know, when, when did he win the, the um, national league MVP? Was it like 2018 or something like that? But uh, this 2018, I believe it was. Uh, he won it. Yeah. Sorry. I think I just like swallowed a, a pepper seed. Oh, that's not good, man. The uh, person that's talking on on, <clears throat> on a podcast is not good because they're going to be like, <laughs> uh oh, that's not right. good. Got to got to stay away from those peppers before I uh, before I get. Off. <laughs> did you did you let it out? Did it go yeah, out? No, no. Yeah, no. I, I, yeah okay. <laughs> my, my eyes are watering a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, so so far, it's all, it's all good. It's all theatrical, though. It's all good. It's uh, it's suspense. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, so far this season, Christian Yelich is batting two ninety one, uh, three seventy four on base percentage, almost a hundred points higher than his batting average, which I absolutely love. Uh, slugging percentage at four seventy eight. OPS is 852, has 16 home runs and 22 stolen bases. And these stolen bases are kind of coming out of nowhere because uh, last year he had 19 for the whole season. 
So now he already has three more, and we still what, have like two more months to go. So I, yep. I really like what I'm seeing from Christian Yelich. So actually, I would definitely prefer to just hold on Christian Yelich and kind of like see where it takes us because we've seen the type of caliber player that he's been in the past. And the thing that has been uh, really like kind of hindering him is the the back injury that he's been that, that has plagued him since the year after he was the since the year after he won MVP. Um, but you, you know, just look at those numbers right there. The, the last month he's batting 354 with a, over a thousand OPS, six home runs, playing in, in um, they just changed the name. You know, it was Miller Park. Uh, I, I don't remember Great American Family Field. Is that what it's called? Something like that. I don't remember. I don't know. They change the name all the time. I know. And now <laughs> they're starting to put the the um, like little patches on their jerseys of, of like uh, sponsors and stuff like that. I, it, it kind of yeah. sticks out like a sore thumb to me. I don't really like it, but you know, I understand these players are making a lot of money. So the teams have to make some extra money wherever they get a chance. So yeah. whatever I get it, but yes, Christian Yelich, if someone offers you something amazing for Christian Yelich, you know, if you can get like a, I don't know, like what's, a, what's, a, what's a way, what's a, what's a starter that you want for, for Yelich? I, I would say like, Yelich. If I had Yelich, I would probably be going after like Zach Gallen or um, maybe Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler, who has been, uh, you know, hasn't had the most amazing season, but he is on the incline right now. I feel like yeah. last two months of the season, Zach Wheeler is probably going to have, you know, a, a, a really, really strong uh, ending to this season. So you think so? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I think that's a good trade, uh, but I don't know. Uh, I would like to see, and you said it when you started talking about Yelich, it's, 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 uh, you would like to see and hold out. But, you know, sometimes the leagues do have a, a, a pitcher. The pitchers are making more points than, than these hitters are. So, Yeah, you I, also have to kind I, of like read yeah. your lineup. If you, if you have yeah. too many outfielders, you know, then – Christian Yelich is a definitely sell high. Um, exactly. The, the problem is if he actually turns out to be, you know, playing like this the whole season, um, you're missing out on an MVP, uh, MVP caliber player for the rest of the season, yeah. which could and have. Those been, numbers don't lie either. Those nah, numbers aren't lying. Like, he's a game changer, man. 73 yeah. runs scored. I mean, th this graphic that I made was actually for last week's show. So it doesn't even show the updated stats for this past week. So he's probably already yeah. up to like 77 runs, 78 runs, something like that. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Great counting numbers. Um, really good batting average. Good OPS. So I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing from Christian Yelich. A, a very pleasant surprise for 2023. Gotcha. All right. Well. We have Yelich here. You want to move on to the next guy, and he's an outfielder too, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, another outfielder who has just been. Now this one, this one is a definite sell high for me. If I had this player, I would not want to hold on to him, and that is Cody Bellinger. So Cody Bellinger currently is um, he's batting three twelve with an expected batting average of 254. And that's the thing that gets me is he's getting a lot of a lot of luck as of late. Uh he's hitting the ball not too hard. Um exit velocity is at an 87.3 this season. Last season was at an 89.4. So exit velocity on average is down about 2 miles per hour. But if you look at just like the surface numbers, a 317 batting average with 15 home runs and 12 stolen bases, and the Cubs are just on the crazy hot streak right now, you know, that these these numbers do lie, you know, in, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, the, the underlying numbers just look so much different from what Cody Bellinger is actually posting. So I feel like this is the type of player that you can really capitalize on and really go after one of those elite starting pitchers especially because of his track record with, you know, former former MVP and before the shoulder injury that he had, the, the shoulder surgery that he had a couple of seasons ago. You know, after he came back, he was not the same guy, and he was terrible, batting close to 200, not a lot of pop, wasn't even running that much. But this season, man, t time to capitalize on, on, the, uh, on the hot streak that he's been on. I, I mean – when do you really consider it not really a hot streak when he's been doing it for this long? You know, it's been basically since the beginning of the season this year. Yeah, 
you know what's crazy though? Like he used to be that type of player with the Dodgers. I mean, he was hitting the ball a lot harder there than he is here with the Cubs. And the Cubs are only three games back of the Central, of taking the Central spot. So you have the Milwaukee Brewers and you have the um, the Reds, half a game, and then you have three uh, the Cubs three games back. And he's always been on those playoff teams, so that may carry Cody Bellinger might be carrying that luck that he carries with him everywhere. You know, he had that with the Dodgers, now he has it with the Cubs. So um, that lucky, yeah, maybe, but like like Will said, you could probably trade him for something good. Um, I personally will, would like to keep this this guy, and only because the stretch uh, down, you know, you have two two months left, and if you have him as a fan, fantasy uh, player and you have a, a good uh, outfield and you have Belly and Benninger on there, he could struggle a little bit, but he, I, you know, he's gonna come back. I feel like he has it put together this season where he's been hitting the ball pretty well. I mean, his exit velocity is not all that great, but I feel like he's been doing okay, and he's playing with a team that's uh, fighting to get that that central division, trying to win the central division. Um, and they did it in the beginning of the season, right? They were in first place for two months, and then they haven't been there since, but I feel like they still have enough, and they have this hot streak going, yeah. uh, which is you know pretty pretty well, pretty good. So Yeah, you know, and – you know, another thing about Bellinger is he's cut his strikeout rate a lot. So last year he was at a 27.3 yeah. and the year before at 26.9. This year he's at 15.6. So he's not swinging and missing like he used to. You know, the, the on-base percentage is actually looking pretty decent. 369 on-base percentage, that's pretty good. And his yeah. percentage has actually gone up since the last time I checked. It's at a 538. And the expected batting average is up a bit also. It's up to 267. So if he can man if he can maintain closer to a 270 batting average the rest of the way and keep his strikeout rate down, that's an incredibly valuable player, whether it's in points or whether whether it's in categories leagues, especially because he's hitting home runs 16 with 15 stolen bases so far. And this guy right here, uh Tony. <laughs> he's saying that this hat is a uh, fire it's an old school logo right here we're gonna have to take an old school one of these days uh well <laughs> yeah i um, actually in the off season i wanted to print a bunch of shirts and hats so um I'm, i think i'm gonna do that this was actually just like a, a cheap little hat that i that i bought from like uh you know one of those little like uh bodegas like they, they got on the side of the street so uh um, with me bodegas <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> yeah, well, this guy's a big time Cody Bellinger fan, so he loves it. I mean, yeah, he is. He, he 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 loves that that we're talking about him. I'm, I'm pretty sure he took his shirt off already because of it. Um, <laughs> <you know? laughs> He's a big time uh, Bellinger fan. But yeah, dude, let's continue with our with the show, man. Let's go to the next one, and I know you have more uh, players that you can go ahead and and then this one's a pitcher. You might be able to trade or or hold. For this, guys. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I, I have three starting pitchers that we could talk about right now. The first one I want to talk okay. about is uh, Kenta Maeda. So just just look at the numbers from last season. Uh, la I mean, sorry, sorry, last month. A 293 ERA with 36 strikeouts in 27 innings. Only has one win, you know, but that's because the Twins haven't really been playing good baseball lately. But, you know, that his K rate is up from previous seasons. Uh, the ERA is looking amazing. Uh, I believe he just had a really good start again um, in in his last outing. And Kenta Maeda, we've seen him be, you know, not elite, but um, you know, pretty pretty close to it. Uh, he started out with the Dodgers, you know, coming over from I, I believe it was the KBO, the the Korean Baseball League. Uh, when you look at his numbers for the season, a 4.53 ERA and 11 starts, that doesn't really look too good. But you know, when when you're looking at just um, like July, in July he had a 2.93 ERA in 27 innings pitched with a 1.05 WHIP, and in June he had a 1.80 ERA um, with 12 strikeouts in 10 innings. So it looks like the strikeouts are up for Maeda, which is very weird. It's never really been part of his mo. He's been more of like a fly ball pitcher, putting the ball in play a lot. Um, yeah, but pre All Star break, a five eighteen ERA. Post All Star break, a three forty eight ERA. I think he's closer to like the like a three forty eight ERA uh, the rest of the way. But you know, capitalize on this two ninety three ERA that he pitched in in July. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that that 
would really like the this type of starting pitcher. Now, I I don't really believe like what I'm seeing here. Um, the expected ERA is at a 3.72, you know, overall. So I, I think that's a little bit closer to like what he's actually going to produce for the rest of the season. But you know, I, I feel like you could really get something solid in a Kenta Maeda trade. This this is the type of guy that we've been using as a streamer for the past couple seasons. I actually I don't even think he pitched at all in 2022, which could hinder him at, at the end of the season. Also, you know, innings limit or whatever the the Twins decide to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember him with the Dodgers, and he did really well, like uh, down the stretch. Uh, actually, in September, that's when he kind of fell off a little bit. Uh, but he's been in the league for now, like I want to say, five years, six years. So that kind of that experience will take him a little bit further. But yeah, man, he had an amazing July. It's just, does he continue to have this? Does is he gonna hold? And and for me, like I would, if there's some, if there's a trade out there for me for Kenta Maeda, I would do it, definitely do it, because like. I don't know if he's going to continue that that that, that pitching that he's had in, in July. And we're in August. And I know the, the Minnesota Twins are in first place. But, again, we're talking about the Central. The Central doesn't seem like it's something special there to me. Uh, so, yeah, I would definitely trade him. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about the guy. <laughs> yeah, Um we can we can move on to uh, to the next now, but definitely still high on Maeda. Yeah. If I had Maeda, I would. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next guy I want to talk about is Blake Snell. Blake Snell has been crazy this season, man. Uh, Two sixty one ERA in one hundred and fourteen innings. He has one hundred and forty seven strikeouts, and he's always been a high strikeout pitcher. You know, you look at the twenty twenty two season numbers. And it's a 171 strikeouts in 128 innings and a 338 ERA. I think that the 338 ERA that that's even a little, like a little uh, low on the type of pitcher that I think Blake Snell is. I think he's more of like a high threes ERA yeah. uh, type of uh, type of pitcher. Um, looking at his Statcast page now, um, updated ERA is at a 250 in 22 games, 156 strikeouts in 119 innings. Um, is not getting a lot, giving up a lot of hard contact. The average exit velocity is 86.7. You know, MLB average is 88.4. So that's two miles per hour lower than the MLB average. Uh, the expected ERA, it's kind of like what I actually do think that he's going to be at for the rest of the season. It's at a 385. Um, strikeout rate is good, but the walk rate, dude, he has been walking so many batters this season. I, I think he had. Let me look this up real quick. But I remember I saw that he had like uh, six walks in one game uh, not not too long ago. Um, seven walks against the Blue Jays. Seven walks. And he only gave up one uh, one earned run in that start. You know, and that that's the type of outing that I'm kind of scared about having Blake Snell in my lineup because he has these amazing outings where he'll go, you know, Six innings with one hit allowed, no runs, 11 strikeouts, you know, the, um, just a gym. But then the next week, he'll give up, you know, he's lucky, very lucky against the start against Toronto where he only gave up one earned run. Um, but, you know, when you walk seven batters, you're, you're, you should be expecting <clears throat> closer to like five or six earned runs in that game. He got extremely lucky. And I think right now is definitely the time to sell. Okay, you're gonna so you will sell him even though he has he's been pitching pretty good. He has I mean, a two fifty RA. Has he been pitching pretty good? I mean the the ERA it, it shows that he's been limiting the the amount of runs, you know. Yeah. But he's not getting the outs that he needs, and we've we've seen so many different times in the past where he gets pulled early. So just in his last, uh, let's go six starts. He has yeah. he's only pitched six innings or more twice in his last six he keeps on going five you know and whether that's a categories league or a points league you know the the quality starts mean something and blake snell's yeah. not the type of guy to go deep into games we saw that in the world series with the rays and we're seeing it now in san diego as well so i would definitely sell high even with that upside with the strikeouts i feel like the strikeouts might actually hinder him a little bit 
just because it keeps them in it, it it keeps the at bat going for so much longer. Too many uh full counts. Too many full I got, uh, I got, three two counts or I got, two, two counts. I got, I got a question though. Like so um do you, do you know how much how much points he's averaging at right now or I can um, find out. Yeah yeah cuz I I feel like um for me like and I agree with you on him not pitching so many innings. And that could kind of like hinder you because if he's walking seven batters a, a, a game, that kind of like, you know, gives you negatives, right? Because it, depending on your league as well, but we're talking about a points league here. And and even if it's like uh, uh, categories, if that category, well, it's based on ERA, right? But anyway, if, if you have him on the points league and he's giving up seven walks and he's only giving up one run out of that, he's pitching probably four or five innings to where you should have a pitcher that's going to be pitching six, seven. So, you know what? You kind of changed my mind on this. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would sell. I would sell. I would I would definitely sell, try to get a different pitcher or a higher pitcher for him. But I don't know if you're if, – if, if whatever your league you're in, I, I don't know if you want to trade a pitcher for a pitcher, and I don't know if that will even fly for some people. But some people yeah, are, I mean, are, are in love with their player, right? Some people are in love with exactly. the player, and, and, and they see and, that, and, and they go for it. And just looking at the surface numbers right here, like this doesn't really, it, it doesn't show his, his, uh, based on ball percentage, you know, um, yeah, the, the, the graphic that we have on the screen, but, yeah. um, the, the 127 whip, you know, in for 2023, and then the last two weeks at, at a 156 whip, like that's, that's really, really high. And the walks definitely have a lot to do with that. So, um, so Blake Snell is at 17.83 points per game. Uh, which is which is fine, you know, but yeah. I feel like on on for a for, for a pitcher for for an, an ace pitcher, it should be at yeah. least twenty per game. But yeah. the problem is, last week against Texas, he had twenty one points. The week before, twenty two against Pittsburgh, against Toronto, it was a six fifty. At Philly, it was seventeen. Um, at the Mets, it was 32 at the angels. It was 16. So he's kind of like up and down kind of all over the place. The, the 21, uh, point starts, like those are amazing. You know, if, if he could yeah. do that every single week, his value would be incredibly high, even though it's only like a four point difference that the four points can, can win or lose your, your week. Um, but and not only overall, that though, Will, like you just said it, like it, you don't, I don't think you'll even sell him if he's averaging 20 points every week or above 20 points at that point, I'll be like, nah, I'm not selling unless something ridiculous comes through that door and say, Hey, I have something that's going to make you 25 points a week. And you give me Blake Snell, then go for it. Even now you can probably do that. You could probably pull that off if you're a genius and you can be like, sell Blake Snell. Like, Hey man, this guy's really good. And yeah. like I said, the name tells it all. The name can be yeah, like, Hey, definitely. Blake Snell. And like we said, 250 ERA, it's amazing number for a lot of people out there. So um, you broke it down really well. I'm not selling. I mean, I mean, I am selling right now, but if it was at a 20 average a week, I don't think I will. <laughs> so if you're listening, you're listening to the right guy right here. So yeah, you the, go the ahead and make with, that trade. Um, the thing with Blake Snell also is he goes on these stretches where he just he looks like the best pitcher in baseball, and then all of a sudden his his um, production just like kind of takes a nosedive and he's just not the greatest anymore. So yeah. um, definitely capitalize on his success, his recent success. Okay. Let's move on to the next guy, man. Who do you got? All right. Next I want to talk about is I believe the guy that you either got in a trade or you traded him away. I traded him away. You traded him away. <laughs> so actually yeah. you, you, <laughs> I you, um, you, <laughs> You uh, did a premeditated, you know, will recommendation where I'm saying to sell high on this guy also, Tyler Glass now. And yeah. Tyler Glass now is just looking amazing. For the for the season, he's at a 336 ERA, a 112 whip, 12.84 K9. He's looking amazing. Um, for how long, though? For how long is exactly. that going to happen? That That's is the thing. problem is you have to think about, like, the reason why I didn't draft Aaron Judge is because Aaron Judge gets hurt every single season. And the reason why I don't draft guys like Tyler Glass now or, you know, before this, uh, Steven Strasburg is because of the injury concerns. These guys get hurt so often, you know, and 
there's some other guys that are kind of becoming that way, like Clayton Kershaw, but I don't think I don't feel like Kershaw is really at that level yet. Tyler Glasnow is the type of pitcher that when he's out, he's going to miss a significant amount of time. We've seen that's a problem. That's a huge problem. Yeah, and and going towards the end of the season, there's other teams out there that might want like that fantasy bump uh, towards the end of the season for fantasy playoffs. So if you trust Tyler Glass now to stay healthy for the rest of the season, then great. Go ahead and hold on to Tyler Glass now. But I personally do not. I think that he is probably going to go on the injured list at least one more time. I mean, hopefully not for the race sake, because I believe they just lost Shane McClanahan. And mm-hmm. Shane McClanahan, it's a forearm issue, forearm tightness, they're saying. So yeah. it, you know what forearm tightness means first for pitchers. Yeah. It, it looks like, like it's going to be an extended amount of time that Shane McClanahan is out. So unfortunately for all you fantasy owners that own Shane McClanahan, just like myself, um, that <laughs> that's going to be a pretty big issue, you know, down the stretch. Yeah. But you know, Taj Bradley just got sent down to the to the minors. Now that Shane McClanahan is possibly out of the picture, maybe we'll we'll see a, a return from Taj Bradley. And, you know, that this guy in the minors, Taj Bradley, has been just freaking amazing. So I I feel like, you know, except for when he got sent down. When he got sent down after his first run in, in Major League Baseball, um, he gave up like 17 runs in 12 innings, and he was just terrible. But then he came back to the majors, and he, he was pitching really well for a little while. And then he kind of like lost his confidence and started giving up a lot of runs again. But... Um, you know, Christian Betancourt, the the catcher for the Rays, compared Taj Bradley, the movement on his pitches and his command. He said that he is like a, a right-handed Shane McClanahan. So if Taj Bradley can get that confidence back and and be that starting pitcher that that the, that he showed that he could have been in the minors in 2022 and and previous, you know that that's a potential ace for the Rays that that they don't have right now, you know, yeah. Tyler Glasnow and Taj Bradley and Freddie Peralta. If those three guys can kind of just like lead the way for the Rays, it it's still a pretty, pretty solid uh, pitching rotation, even without McClanahan. Of course, man. And uh, it should be one of those waiver wire type of things, right? If Or not even waiver wire, but if you need to pick up a pitcher, keep an eye on that one for sure. Because, yeah, keep uh, an eye on Taj Bradley. He's probably yeah. going to be getting the call again pretty soon. You know what's funny? I kind of I know these things, and I still feel like I don't do anything about it. <laughs> I'm just like, what? What am I doing? Like, I should be on it, but I, I don't know. I just I just love baseball, man. I just I just love what we do when we do the fantasy thing where we're playing and we're talking about baseball players. So that's that's why I do it. But let's go ahead and move on to the waiver wire part portion of this show. Um, I know you have a, a few players in mind that you want to talk about, and uh, this is a good, interesting topic. Uh, yeah. So the first guy that I want to talk about is actually the one of the most added batters um, in in you know the recent like last week or so, and mainly because of the trade deadline. That's Jamer Candelario. Um, you know, it's it's definitely a lineup upgrade. You know, moving over from Washington um, to the Cubs. So you know, we talked about like Cody Bellinger earlier. You know, the the run that he's on and uh, a, a lot of the a lot of the the Cubs are are hitting. You know, not 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 like they were last season. You know, the Cubs have not been very good for a little while. But the reason why they were not sellers at the deadline is because they think that actually they can actually make a push and. Uh, possibly win the division. I don't think that anyone in the central is really going to get a wild card um, drawing. You know, I, I, I feel like that's probably going to be either from the East or the West, just because the the records kind of show that. But um, Jamer Candelario, he's, he's been looking pretty decent, man. Um, 88 miles an hour average exit velocity, 854 OPS, a 273 <clears throat> batting average. He's a switch hitter. You know, that, that always helps. He's 29 years old. So he's in that man strength years. Um, so far he has 16 home runs, uh, six stolen bases. So he's kind of flying under the radar a little bit, in my opinion, with his decent batting average and decent pop. So if he's out there on your, on your, um, waiver wire and you need a solid third baseman or corner infielder, I I think Jeremy, uh, Jamer Candelario is a solid option. 
And you know, let me add this, uh, Will, because I know you said uh, man strength. And for those of you that haven't heard the show or haven't seen the show, like when we talk about man strength, we talk about man strength being from 28 to 32 because that's where this type, where right now where we're at in the season, where it's August and September, this is where it shows. This is where if they finish off really strong because they can, you know, they're young enough to do it, but not too old to to still, you know, continue with the little aches and, and, and things like that. So this is not a bad pick to pick up to get, like, on the waiver wire. Like, and when Matt, when Will says man strength, this is what he means. This right now is where you kind of want to have those man strength type of players where in August and September. Because I've looked at that and I'm like, damn, this is a real thing. So, <laughs> like, yeah. really, really pay attention to age in this in these two months. Go ahead, man. Yeah, the, they the make a good job. Go ahead. <laughs> the only issue with Jamer Candelero that I see right now is he's hitting in the bottom of the order. They they have him like eight and nine. But I feel like if he just continues to hit in his first two games with the Cubs, he went eight for nine, you know, with three extra base hits. So it looks like he was off to a pretty good start. Um, it, maybe if he continues to hit like this, they'll kind of bump him up in the order. And that'll be a lot more opportunities for RBIs and, and runs. All right, and then one more uh, waiver wire ad that I want to talk about is Lars Newbar. Lars Newbar, you know, we saw him in the World Baseball Classic playing for Team Canada. And um, was it Canada or was it Japan? Team Japan. Japan. It was Japan. Japan. That's right. Um, his mother is Japanese, I Japan. believe. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, you know. Team Japan. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of outfielders in fantasy baseball are interchangeable. You know, there's so many that are just droppable and, and hot streaks and cold streaks, you know, in in most standard leagues with three outfielders. But Lars Nupar is starting to make his way up the ranks, you know, especially in a points league because of his amazing plate discipline. Uh, the St. Louis lineup isn't the best scenario for Nupar, but, you know, if um, if he continues to hit in the top of the of the order, his value will continue to rise. Um, Mike Talkman is another guy that we could also add, you know, to the to the waiver wire, but you know, Mike Talkman's 32 years old, never really shown signs of, of being anything spectacular. So, you know, he might be worth ro rostering just while he's hot, but I would definitely prefer Lars Newbar, uh, outfielder, a left-handed bat. You know, there, there's so many more right-handed pitchers than there are left-handed pitchers. So left-handed bats usually get the job done a little bit more often than right-handed bats do. Um, but yeah, Lars Newbar batting 279, expected BA of, of 267, a 380 on base percentage that's over 100 points higher than his batting average, 445 slug. His expected slug is 447, so he's right there in line, an 825 OPS. He's hitting the ball actually pretty decently hard, 90 mile an hour exit velocity. Um, anything 90 miles an hour or, or higher is just amazing. Uh, last season, it was at a 91.7, so it's down a little bit. But his uh, max exit velocity is at a 112, and last year was at 113. So he does hit the ball extremely hard. Uh, the launch angle is at a 5.3, which is the reason why he doesn't have that many home runs. He only has 11 home runs this season. If he can raise that launch angle just a little bit, let, let's get it up to like uh, like 8 degrees, 9 degrees, I feel like he'll be hitting a lot more, uh, a lot more for power. Right now it's a lot of line drives. Uh, 14 doubles so far. No... No triples, but he doesn't really have that much speed. He has seven stolen bases on the season so far, but gotcha. yeah, he he's a he's a good one, especially for points leagues on the waiver wire. Sounds good. I don't think I'll pick him up, but that sounds good. <laughs> All right, it's, uh, that was your last waiver wire. Uh, yeah, that's it for waiver wire. So um, yeah. You want to go into the two star pitchers for next let's week? Do the two, yeah, let's do the two star pitchers. I think. A lot of people tune in for that, and uh, I'm going to do a new thing where we're going to put the minutes so you can just go to it if you really need to hear who the two-star pitchers or who uh, are the waiver wires or who you can trade or whatever. I'll have the minutes. We'll have the minutes on here for sure, so you guys can just skip through it and go to it as you please. But uh, let's go ahead and start with the two-star pitchers, man. All right, so there are a lot of options for two-star pitchers next week. A lot of options that are uh, – the only ones I talk about are the ones that are less than 70% rostered. So this season – you know, th for this week coming up, 
I chose the two that I feel like would probably be the most productive for next uh, next week. The first one I want to talk and this about is, uh, before before you continue. And this is for week 18, week 19 for some leagues, uh, I believe. Right. This is where we're going to have the two start pitchers for this for that for yeah, week the- 18, week 19. A lot of times I don't even mention the week because ESPN's weeks is different from Yahoo's exactly. week. Exactly. And that's why I said the two. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. hard to differentiate that. So um I don't know, maybe in the future I could write, you know, you know I, I can make a little graphic, uh Yahoo week nineteen and ESPN week twenty. I don't know. It's maybe a lot I could of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I, I get it. I get you. I get you. I mean, if I'm making those graphics anyway, I might as well, right? Just add them on, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. go for it. Uh, so go the first it. one I want to talk about is Wade Miley, uh, 25% rostered. He's an old man. He's 36 years old. But this season, he's been looking pretty good. He has a 3.01 ERA. The expected ERA is not so great, but, you know, um, it, it's it's so weird. On the surface, Miley has looked great but with his three with his three zero one ERA. But the exit velocity is up on every pitch this season. His uh his ERA should be a lot higher, uh, giving up a lot of hits, switching ballparks from Chicago Cubs to to Milwaukee. You know, it should have made his um his production decline, and his his underlying underlying numbers show that he should be at, at like you know about a four seventy eight ERA. But he's defying the odds, and he's taking his good luck into some good matchups uh, next week against uh, versus Colorado and at the Chicago White Sox. So. Uh, both very weak teams. He's not playing in in Colorado. He's going to be at home. Um, so I, I feel like these are actually pretty, it, it's a pretty decent option to make his two starts next week. Yeah. Pretty good. All right. So that was the first one, Wade Miley. And the second one is going to be Cutter Crawford from the Boston Red Sox. So, uh, you know, he's Cutter Crawford has made some major strides. Uh, since last season, his ground ball percentage is up uh, 37.9% from 31.4% in 2022. Line drive rate is down 18.9%, uh, down from 28% in 2022. Uh, you know, the pitch, pitch selection, his curveball usage is down uh, 11.5% this year. It was 16.9% in 2022, which has gotten hit pretty hard. Uh, this season, a 70, a 781 slug against. So I, I believe that's the reason why he's not throwing the curve as much. Um, the mixing in the splitter a lot more uh, that that's probably, you know, the, the compensation that he's been doing is adding the splitter in more than the, than the curveball. Um, he has three earned runs or fewer in six of his last seven starts. Uh, he, he's been in and out of the bullpen, you know, that since the beginning of the season. So, you know, I, I, probably wouldn't recommend him for the rest of the season because we don't know if he's actually going to stay in the rotation or not. Um, he, he could be bouncing in, in and out of the bullpen still, uh, depending on, yeah. you know, when, when Chris sale is supposed to come back and, and who knows, maybe he will stay in the rotation, but uh, for next week, he slated versus uh, Kansas city and versus Detroit. And you couldn't ask for better matchups than that. The two of the, the bottom teams in the league, you know, against yeah. a, a, a very, hot hitting Boston lineup, you know, except for Alex Verdugo. Verdugo has been kind of on the decline lately, but you know, they still have <laughs> some really good hitters in their lineup and um, Cutter Crawford should be able to pull off a win. I think in, in both of these um, both are in Boston, you know, so facing weaker lineups, I think it's just what uh Cutter Crawford needs to pull off a great week. Yeah. And he's a youngster too. Uh, 27, 27, 27 years old. Yeah. Almost hitting that man strength that we're yeah. talking about. So, uh, that can come in clutch for you or whoever's going to pick them up for the two-start week. So, I mean, um, those are the only two you have that are you really recommending that that's just like, this is the ones I want. <laughs> those are the two that really stood out to me the most. I mean, if you want to, we can go over the other ones that are available. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it. Let's see. Oh, heading. I over mean, if, the... if, 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 uh, if, I mean, just go over, I guess, one more, I think, would be probably good. Uh, um, okay, one more. We can go. Information. With, um, <laughs> well, the, no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> the problem with this one is I don't think that he is 70% rostered or less. I'm going to check on this real quick. Uh, he's actually, actually at 67%. So let's go with Dane Dunning. Dane Dunning uh, mm. at Oakland and at San Francisco. So at Oakland, 
another lineup that has just been not good, you know, the, the whole season. And at San Francisco, San Francisco was actually playing very good, you know, in in June, but they've been on the decline the last few weeks. So I feel like that's a very good matchup also. So at yeah, Oakland yeah. and at San Francisco, Dane Dunning. Dunning, nice. Those are the yeah. three two-star pitchers you recommend. Of course, there's other ones, but there, there's I think others. those are good. There's, there's others that are fine. You know, Josiah Gray at the Phillies versus Oakland. That's fine. You know, the it, it could go either way, pitching against the Phillies. The Oakland is is a good matchup. Uh, yeah. and then Mackenzie Gore at the Phillies and versus Oakland as well. You know, um mm-hmm. Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray both being on the same team, which is why they're they're both pitching Monday and Tuesday against the same team. So uh both of those are fine options. Um Mitch Keller versus Atlanta. I don't want any part of that. And then versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati has these like very different outings where they get shut out and then the next day they score nine runs and I don't want to be, I don't want to have the pitcher that they score nine runs against. Um, Tony Gonsolin's on this list also, but I think he's a little bit too owned. Um, he's, he's definitely more than 70% rostered. So um, I don't think you really even have a chance to pick him up anyway. Um, yeah. I don't really see anyone else. Anyone that stands out, huh? Yeah, no one. No, not really. I mean, Braxton Garrett in the beginning of the season was looking great, and then he was on the decline. He actually had a really good start this week, earlier this week. Uh, But next week he's at Cincinnati. So, um, you know, they they call Cincinnati great. It's called Great American Ballpark, but I've heard it be called Great American Small Park because it's basically like a little league (laughs) field. And then he's also versus the Yankees. So, and then Yankees with Aaron Judge back in the lineup, um, you know, that that's just a recipe for disaster right there. But I don't know if you heard Carlos, but Aaron Judge is actually he might hit the IL again soon. Yeah, uh, I did. I did saying that he came back a little bit too soon from his toe injury, and he's probably going to need surgery in the off season. So they want to give him a little bit of time off. So Aaron Judge owners, you know, kind of look at. Lars Newbar and uh, Mike Talkman on the waiver wire. You know, if Lars Newbar is available, I would definitely scoop him up just in case Judge hits the IL soon. Um, maybe Mike Talkman. You know, you can kind of like play the play the hot hand for the moment. Um, you know, if there's if there's any any other I, I, questions that you guys have, you know, feel free to message us. And I'm usually pretty good about getting back to any type of questions that I have within you know a few hours or so. Yeah, I, I did hear about Judge, the, the injury with Judge, and that kind of sucks for the Yankees because they didn't make any trades. So, like, it, it, it sucks for them, right? Whatever. I mean, uh, if you're a Yankee fan, you're probably mad. And uh, why shouldn't you be? Like, they, they brought him back too soon. Um, and, and me, I, I have him in my fantasy roster. I kind of felt like this is too soon for him, but yeah. it is what it is. It is what it is. For a broken I mean, I toe, can't, I, can't. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's trying to be like Bryce Harper <laughs> and just come back so early. But you know, not all of us can be cyborgs. So how about you? Or, or you machine, your, yeah. Can't sit your machines. big, big ass down, and you know, take yeah. a load off for a little while. Elevate your big toe, get get yeah. healthy, and then possibly come back. You know, they they were even talking about Aaron Judge might not even coming back this season at all. You know. Um, I, yeah, they should just shut them down. The Yankees are in last place anyway. Right, exactly. If if they're not going to be a playoff team, you know, they didn't make any moves, just like you said at the at the deadline. So they didn't oh. upgrade their pitching. They didn't upgrade their hitting. There's a lot of guys on the team, a, a lot of batters on the team that are just not hitting very uh, very good. And it's like Garrett Cole is the really the only pitcher on the team that's actually doing anything significant. Carlos Rodon is not looking good to to uh, you know in in his recent uh, starts. And um, Domingo German actually just went into rehab for alcohol abuse, so he's going to be gone for a little while as well. So yeah. they're they're just yeah, that, that doesn't look good. Yeah, they're not looking good in, in New York right now. I know two and a half games look like, oh, it's right there for the grabbing and stuff like that. And they're trying to push to get to the playoffs, whatever. But it's just, come on. You have a guy that, that you're paying a bunch of money to, and you brought him too soon. You didn't make the, anything uh, visible to where it's impactful in the trade deadline. Just shut him down. 
uh, and go with whatever you have. Uh, there's some interesting, uh, I mean, if we can go into the news, I guess, uh, we already got all the fantasy stuff in there. I, I know there's a lot of series that are kind of interesting this week. So the Dodgers-Padres have go into a four-game series, which is going to be interesting to see if the Padres can somehow pull off like beating three out of out of out of the four games against the Dodgers, then you they become serious contenders this week. And then you have the Reds at the Nationals, which I feel like the Nationals have been giving a little bit of fight to the Cincinnati Reds for some reason. So we'll see how that plays out. You have the Detroit Tigers playing the Rays. I mean, the Rays are are going to take that for sure. I mean, the Detroit Tigers don't have really anything. You have the Mets at the Orioles, which the Orioles kind of you know I feel like they're they're doing really good, but I feel like like for some reason um, they're going to slow down because they're all a bunch of, bunch of youngsters on, on that team. And, uh, I mean, we'll see what happens this weekend. You have the Royals at the Phillies. Phillies really need to win this series because they need to stay in pace with the wild card. We have the Astros at the Yankees, which started yesterday, which is one of those series where you want to have your, your eyes on the screen when the Yankees are playing the Astros because – for some reason, uh, Yankees feel like they can beat the Astros every year. And what happens? The Astros always come through. So um, it's an interesting series, too. And if you haven't watched it, um, <laughs> there's a video out there of the pitcher throwing it to shortstop. And the shortstop wasn't even on, on second base for a double play. So that kind of looked bad for the Yankees. It didn't look good at all. And Itubid was the one that hit the ball. And he ran it out. And I don't know. It just kind of looked kind of weird to me. You have the Blue Jays at the Red Sox. You know, that one's going to be an interesting series because both of them are in the wild card uh, to try to be into the wild card. You have the White Sox and Guardians. I mean, that one's okay. Uh, sorry, Jasper, if you're listening. <laughs> you have the Marlins and Rangers. I think that one's a really good series. You have the Marlins that are, are fighting for that wild card spot and the Rangers, which they're trying to stay on top of the Astros. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. I mean, I feel like the Astros are gaining momentum again. I, I just feel like the Rangers made that trade for for um, for Scherzer, and they're going to try to like win that division. You have the D-backs at the, at the Twins. That's a, a first place team against a third place team here. I know the D-backs are fighting for that wild card spot, and and we already talked about the Twins being in the in the Central. They're on top. They're two games ahead of everybody there. Then you have the Pirates and Brewers. The Brewers really need this series to try to stay on top of the Reds and the Pirates right now are winning that game at 6-2. Uh, you have the wow. Colorado Rockies and Cardinals, which is, you know, they're not even fighting for any. I think they're they're battling just for last place. <laughs> you have the Mariners and Angels with another wild card, which is kind of interesting here, where the Angels lost yesterday to the Mariners, which is kind of, um, I know Ernie's an Angel fan. It kind of hurt on that one uh, for the Angels, but this is divisional, and every divisional win counts. So the, Mar the Mariners took that one yesterday. And then you have the Braves against the Cubs. The Braves are beating everybody up right now. The yeah. Cubs, so they can keep They're looking like the, the World Series favorites this season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I feel like the Cubs need to try to at least win two out of the out of the three because it's a three-game series. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. No. But we'll see yeah. at the end. Yeah, we'll see at the end. But, yeah, that's the whole series this weekend. Um uh, if you have any questions, or you have anything to ask about fantasy baseball, Will is always here. He's been on top of it all day, every day. Um, I don't even have to say anything, dude. You've been we've been on it all 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 year. So we've been having two shows. Even on our show, they have uh, fantasy questions, which is amazing. Uh, which is if I don't know it, I reach out to him. Or, or sometimes, you know, if I know it, I'll just answer it right away. Uh, we have we're really knowledgeable baseball people, not only in fantasy but in anything about the game. So um, yeah, just reach out for that. Um, and before I continue to something else, well, I just want to ask: um, it's gonna for for the for the fantasy picks and waiver wire. I did I forgot to ask: is there someone out there that like if you really really need to pick them up? And I should have asked that at the beginning. But if you really like are, are in the rush, and maybe a two-star pitcher will help a lot more, um, and you just set the three. I know those three are probably not going to be available because there's people in everybody's league that are really active on it. But if let's say there's someone that you really, really need and you really need to keep up, it's kind of like, 
ah, I kind of don't want to, but I'm just going to do it. I'll pick him up. Do you have oh, someone like that? There is one player that I actually want to highlight that is available in most leagues because a lot of people haven't heard the news. But Walker Bueller is is uh, getting oh. set to make his rehab start pretty soon. Uh, Dave Roberts said that he's going to be making his first rehab start um, within the next couple weeks. And they want Walker Bueller back in their rotation by the end of the season for uh, for playoffs. So he might actually be back before fantasy playoffs. I think he actually has to be back or else he won't be eligible to play in the regular uh, season based uh, MLB playoffs. So um, he's going to have to be one of those like September call ups. So he might be coming back towards the mid mid to end of September. Um, just coming back from, you know, surgery that that's going to be a little rough for him to be able to go deep into games. He might have some growing pains in the beginning, but Walker Bueller is the type that you want on your team if he's available. So check wow. your waiver wire. If Walker Bueller's out there, he's currently only 34, uh, 34% rostered. So definitely yes. check if Walker Bueller is available. If, if Dude, you have that, an IL slot, that's great. You can stash him. If you don't hide him on your bench. Because you don't want to be the one that's left out. Yeah, and and I, I do. He's ahead of his schedule, right? Yeah, he Wait. is, right? So uh, okay, another cool. cyborg. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Was well, this? This is his second Tommy John surgery, so he knows what to expect. He knows what what routine he needs to do. He knows how to throw. He knows what what to. He knows what to expect. Soreness and all this other stuff. So I got a feeling that he's going to come back strong. And uh, I mean, dude. At, that one's good for uh, for everybody that's listening right now. Uh, if you have the IELTS, I like I know there's not there's a lot of fantasy leagues that don't have that IELTS spot, but Will just said if you have a, a bench spot, I mean go ahead and stick them in there. I think it's a, a great great pickup. And coming from a Dodger fan, we trust in Bueller, so um, <laughs> we need him out there for September uh, and going into the playoffs. Um, I know we reached the end of their show, but before we go, I know, Will, you have more stuff to say, right? Well, I got one more. Um, go for so it. <laughs> the, this guy, I believe he's going to be pitching on five, six, seven. So it looks like he's actually pitching on Monday. I wonder why he's not on the uh, two-star pitcher list. But Seth Lugo. Seth Lugo has been looking pretty amazing his last couple starts. At Colorado, went seven innings, only allowed five hits, uh, two earned runs and nine strikeouts and then uh versus pittsburgh he went seven innings uh three hits allowed two earned runs and eight strikeouts so uh seth lugo has been looking pretty good he's only 46 percent rostered currently in yahoo um he does have a tough tough matchup on uh monday uh versus the dodgers but you know he might be the boost that San Diego actually needs to. Uh, so just Joe Musgrove actually just hit the IL also. Uh, Joe oh, Musgrove, okay. So that's why. He that's why he's down. probably not on the two start. Uh, on the two start uh, because yeah. Rich Hill is probably taking over uh, Lugo's spot. And because now Musgrove's hitting the IL, he's probably hitting that his spot. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Okay. That makes, that a, lot makes a lot of sense. So, okay. yeah. Seth Lugo. Let me actually see who the Padres are playing at the end of the week so we can see what type of matchup that actually looks like. Yeah, it's not a bad, a bad. And it, this one's more like a, ah, uh, I, I don't, I, I really need to, and I, I don't have any other options, and I might roll the dice on this guy. Over so here. it's going to be a road matchup uh, versus Arizona. So Arizona hasn't been looking like you know the the team that they were in the beginning of the season where they were just mashing everybody. Uh, Christian Walker's been a big part of that, but lately he's cooled off. A lot of the Diamondbacks players have cooled off, so that's not such a bad matchup. Um, it is a little bit scary, you know, facing the Dodgers because of the rivalry there. Um, the Dodgers always end up playing, trying to play harder against the Padres, especially since Manny Machado went over to the Padres and started talking all that crap. I think uh, it's the other way around, though. Well, I think it's the Padres trying to play harder against the Dodgers, and they always try to like well, show the, off. <laughs> I feel like the, the Padres have this like "we're better than you" mentality now, and then the Dodgers have like that little like "settle down, little boy. Let me teach you how it's done." You know, like that Ooh. type of mentality. You sounded too serious right there, man. I was like, <laughs> "What? What is that?" 
<laughs> and not not only that, but they're facing the Diamondbacks, which is another uh, divisional rival. And usually these type of, of teams, when they play each other, it kind of brings up that spark. It ignites them for some reason. I said this at, at when the Red, we were talking about uh, De La Cruz, how he kind of sparked it up against L.A., against the Dodgers. When he started his career, it was against the Dodgers. He came out to L.A., he kind of sparked it up again. So uh, that type of stuff happens to these teams. But uh, I, I, I would roll the dice on Lugo if I really needed him. Uh, he has been pitching good as late. So, I mean, why not, right? Uh, last takes, man. We hit that hour mark already. Thank you guys for listening. And if you haven't hit that like button or that follow, please do so now if you can. If you don't like what the content we have, uh, put it on the comments as well. That way we can improve uh, our shows. We have a show on Monday and we have a show on Fridays. So um, you have your questions, go ahead and leave them there. But uh, last takes on, on on the show, Will. Nope. Walker Bueller. Adam. Walker, <laughs> Walker Bueller. And for me, I guess it's, I, I just said it. So I'll leave it there. Um, I'm Carlos Baseball. This is Will Power. Real Talk Baseball. Signing out. See you guys.